said I climbed up the mountain, climbed back down again for you. I climbed up the mountain again for you, and then I climbed back down, climbed up. Oh, isn't there anything, 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 anything? Listening to the radio these days can be distressing. Fortunately, here at CITR, our programmers choose the music that they play, so our charts reflect what people actually listen to. To find out what's really topping the charts, pick up a copy of Beatroot or Discorder magazine, or check us out online at citr.ca. Unless, of course, you'd rather keep listening to the chart-topping single, Everybody Dance. What, you don't like to dance? Everybody dance. Everybody dance. Everybody dance, dance. What, you don't like to dance? We're from the UBC Food Society. Yummy. And we're the only food club at UBC. We're about feeding students, but also teaching them how to feed themselves. Through our restaurant outings and cooking workshops, we hope to expose you guys to the diversity of cultures, flavors, and food communities Vancouver has to offer. So if you want to get involved, email us at foodsociety at gmail.com. Or check up on our website at www.ams.ubc.ca slash clubs slash food society. Or you can even join our Facebook, 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 Facebook. Facebook group. You're listening to CITR 101.9 broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkameenam-speaking Musqueam people. To understand more about fashion, we asked CITR student executive and fashion expert Jonathan Q what fashion means to him. Like, it's just aesthetically something that's so ostentatious. Typically, typically. I mean, because of course, I mean, it's also, you know, I mean, when, when you say fashion, I think people are talking explicitly about uh, consumerism as opposed to someone who buys, like, uh, like you know, let's say you know, someone buys a if you really want to know more about fashion, come on down to CITR in the Student Union Building of UBC and pick up some of our merchandise à la mode. Nous avons t-shirts, sweatshirts, socks, and coffee mugs. But it's also very aesthetically gripping. To keep you styling in support of the station you love. Isn't that right, Jonathan? Well, actually, is it? Because, I mean, you know, I was going to say because of the cultural vacuum that we exist within, but then, you know, uh, really, fashion today is kind of derived from the European idea of couture. And that's been around for centuries.
Hello and welcome to CITR 101.9 FM. You are tuned in to the Arts Report on Wednesday, February the 4th. I'm Rohit Joseph. I'm one of the co-hosts of the Arts Report. And as usual, we also have Jake Costello. The 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 co-hosts with the co-mostess. That no, <laughs> we can we can work. We, on We got to work yeah, on a tagline. Can, still, it's a work in progress. Uh, we have, as uh, usual, a jam-packed show. Um, we're going to be talking about Afrofest, uh, an event hosted by the Caribbean African Association here at UBC. Uh, we also got. Uh, a special on stand-up comedy. That's uh, Jake, right. yeah. can, can you tell us a bit about that? Well, we sent our newest uh, reporters, Jacob and Jennifer. They uh, they really wanted to do a segment on comedy, so they went to Yuck Yucks and they met with a an up-and-coming young comedian. Uh, I think her name is Goldie Hoffman, and so they've got an interview and part of her her set there. So really, I'm, that'll be later in the show. I'm looking forward to that for sure. And just uh, as well, we've got Christine, our um, one of our theater correspondents, is here with Dance Horizons, a UBC dance club that has lots of exciting things to to tell us about. All right, awesome. Now, uh, um, just we're going to start the show with some some breaking news. Um, yesterday. Mm-hmm. This was this was exciting. Uh, news broke yesterday that Harper Collins is publishing a sequel to Harper Lee's classic "To Kill a Mockingbird." Um, so they, <laughs> it's all good. We have some of our uh, uh, Afrofest uh, members and uh, key organizers here, and they were and they were shocked. <laughs> and they were, it's the good news for you guys, right? <laughs> okay, fans of Harper Lee, that's good. <laughs> now, uh, according to the publisher, the book entitled Go Set a Watchman is set during the mid-50s and features Scout 20 years older um, and returning to Maycomb from New York. Scout's childhood neighbor, Miss DeBouse, is not expected to make an appearance. Miss DeBouse is on her porch. Mm. Listen, no matter what she says to you, don't answer her back. There's a Confederate pistol in her lap under her shawl, and she'll kill you quick as look at you. Hey, Mr. Bose. Don't you say hey to me, you ugly girl. You say good afternoon, Mr. Bose. You come over here when I'm talking to you. You come back here, Jane Louise. Good afternoon, Mr. Bose. My. You look like a picture this afternoon. You don't say a picture of what? Grand seeing you, Mr. Bose. So that was a little clip, a little taste of uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill yeah. a Mockingbird. Mis- Fond memories of that book. Uh, that was actually one of the few books that I read during high school that I actually liked and enjoyed thoroughly. The movie, I think, was a little bit slow, but Atticus Finch still killed it. Like, Who's the actor who played Gregory Atticus? Peck. Gregory, Gregory Peck. Peck. He's a legend, yes, and he, yeah. did, he did a killer job. The, the only thing about that book that gets me every time is that the whole theme, oh, and we might have to, uh, Sam 2, you might have to pull down. Yeah, yeah, no worries. There we go. Um, now, the only thing about that book is um, the whole crux of it is such a powerful message, um, but it's, and, you know, not to judge people by the color of their skin, but it's all undermined by the fact that Atticus says in one point, you can kill as many jays, stellar jays as you want, but you can't kill a mockingbird. And it's like, it was kind of a weird dis. 
disconsideration there. <laughs> it's been a while since I've read it. <laughs> so I won't be able to comment on the themes and analysis. But moving right along, I've got uh, a group of awesome people here who are here to talk about an even more awesome event. So why don't we get a little bit of introductions? You guys can just uh, get close to the mic, nice and friendly, and introduce yourselves. Um, yeah, I'm Denise. I'm the president of CA. I'm Lorey. I'm the VP admin. I'm Alex. I'm the VP external. And I'm Ohi. I'm a first year rep. All right, guys. So what is the CAA? Uh, what do you guys do? What are you all about? Um, in a nutshell, what we do is we aim to raise awareness of both Caribbean and African cultures, and we do that through various social and um, academic events. So our social events can range anywhere from an artistic night to an, a gala, like the one that we're having this Saturday. Mm-hmm. And an academic event is something more of like a discussion where we choose a topic or a theme and just... Yeah, create an environment where people can share their opinions. Yeah. Have those been going well in the past, the academic events? I mean, is that something that students uh, actually come out for? You know, that could be hard, I can imagine. Yeah, you'd actually be surprised. Like, quite a few people show up and, like, people get really comfortable and, like, because everybody's interested in what the other person thinks. It's like, Mm. oh, I didn't know you could see it that way. Or, oh, you think that way? Why? You know, you want to elaborate. So, yeah, they've been pretty successful. Awesome. And this event, though, the AfroFest, is more of a recreational event, I take it, something that's uh, building the community? Yeah, somewhat, yeah. So what it is, essentially, it's a fundraising gala. So mm. you get to dress up, um, suit and tie, dresses, whatever whatever you want. And um, it's a fundraising gala. We're working with um, a high school in Jamaica, which Lori will talk about more. And um, there's going to be dinner catered by Harambe Restaurant and Jumbo Grill. And there's going to be live performances. There's going to be an auction, which um, the proceeds from that will go towards um, the high school in Jamaica and um, a fashion show. Fashion show. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And this is why we wanted to have you guys on. Uh, You seem to have this show that encompasses practically all of the different arts. Uh, Got music, fashion, and art itself. Uh, And all for this particular cause. So, Lorraine, uh, why don't you tell us a bit about... uh, Uh, the fundraising effort and what it's going towards uh yes so like last year we supported the tanzania heart babies project and they were uh raising money to uh send kids in tanzania to india for heart surgery because they had like congenital heart defects and this year we're supporting the excelsior high school in jamaica and what they aim to do is like raise money to support their breakfast program in which they try to get at least 100 kids four times a week breakfast and yeah the school has kids like age 11 to 20 and it's just like really good high school in Kingston Jamaica awesome is there a particular fundraising goal uh, a dollar amount or as much as can be possibly raised I think for now we're just saying as much as can be raised like Mm -hmm. uh, last year we raised quite a bit for uh, THBP and this year we're trying to do more of course yeah possible um and we have some of the, we have a fashionista and a, <laughs> I don't know if that's the correct term, fashionista slash model uh, and a musician. So uh, why don't we hear from uh, the fashionista? Um, hi. I don't know if I would accept that term. <laughs> I'm, um, I volunteered to be part of the, the fashion show on top of awesome. the volunteering stuff that I'm doing. Um, in in terms of organization. But yeah, um, we had the fitting for the fashion show last weekend 
and it's the the theme is Afro glam, and it's basically lots of cool African prints kind of incorporated with modern fashion, and it's mm. and the people putting it together are really talented. They know what they're doing. Um, I was in awe of them, and um, it's going to be really good. Are I mean, they students, sir? Just they to, are yeah. students. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Um, our stylist actually was our former president Amy, and she's working with our VP external now, Geneva. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be really good. And this is your first time uh, on the, the was it the catwalk? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is my first time on the catwalk. <laughs> Luckily, we're all partnered up, so I won't be by myself. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's a lot of first-time models going out there, so it should be interesting to watch as well. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a little bit nervous? I'm extremely nervous, but I mean, when they asked me if I would do it, I had zero reason to say no. I, I, I couldn't turn them down, so I just said... Sure. Oh, he's actually modeling as well. (laughs) (laughs) Passing the buck right now. And with that segue, Ohi, tell us a bit about uh, your involvement uh, with AfroFest and maybe the CAA as well. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a a first-year rep, and I'm also a musician. I play the bass guitar. Nice. So um, on, on that night, we have a set of talented people. We have people doing spoken word and some solo performances as well. I am performing with two singers, and we'll be taking on uh, a song by Nas Back- Barkley. Oh, uh, Nas Barkley. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. And um, I'm also performing with some other talented guys. We're doing a song by the Shaolin Afronauts. Which Interesting. Like I think I've actually guys. heard of them. Yes. They're, um, are they like like jazz, funk, soul yeah. kind yeah. of deal? Yeah. I, I remember... Because the funny thing is, I remember on YouTube when I went on, um, I looked for a band called Soul Jazz Orchestra. Yeah. And they're a Canadian band. And then this is when YouTube is at its best, when it gives you those related <laughs> suggestions. Yeah. And they're actually awesome. Yeah. It could go, because it could go either dire or it could go incredibly <laughs> awesome. So when I saw Shaolin Afronauts, I'm like, with that kind of name, I can't refuse. <laughs> and it turns out it was really awesome. So I'm glad that got a reference right here. That's great. Uh, what's the song you're covering by them? We're uh, doing uh, Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. Okay, we might we might need to play that. Later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard that one. That's a good one. <laughs> awesome. And um, so, what are you guys uh, expecting to see, like in uh, on the day of Afrofest Gala? Expecting to see a lot of crazy sights and sounds, people dancing away the night away in their suits. <laughs> um, yeah. How has it been in the past? And uh, is it going to be? Are you expecting about the same this year, or anything? exceptionally different i mean this is only our second year running it and last year Mm. was very very successful a lot of people came out and especially like very last we got a very last minute like calls people calling in like yeah so i need a ticket and i'm like oh (laughs) so we sold out we'll put you on a waiting list and stuff so we're just we're expecting that as well this year because we feel like um last year's afrofest was great and we just want to do bigger and better this year awesome where is it going to be at this year the Hello House on campus, like just opposite the sub. Nice, nice. And uh, how's that space like? Because many of us have never entered it before. Can you give us like a little bit of a visual picture, if you can, with uh, with words? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I went there for the first time the other day. Nice. Um, and it's just one of the most beautiful buildings I've seen on campus so far. Wow. Um, it's so open, and the space is just so... I, I don't know how to describe it other than inviting Hmm. um and i know that um on a day-to-day basis the hill house is just such a nice place to be um i think someone walked in there the other day and said 
It's the first time I've walked into a building in Vancouver and had people actually greet me at the door. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous space. I can't talk about it enough mm-hmm. since I've been there the other day. That's awesome, guys. Um, all right. Any, anything we should mention? Oh, I do remember you guys before we were talking about a raffle. Mm-hmm. So what's the deal with this raffle and how will people be able to participate? So um, we as first year reps were trusted with um, <laughs> getting the prizes for the auction slash raffle that's taking place. Um, basically, we have spoken to lots of local stores, a lot in Kitsilano and in downtown Vancouver. And they have just generously donated um, lots of product and gift certificates for us to auction off to the people at Afrofest. So uh, we have some, we have Sticky's Candy, thinking of putting together a gift basket. We've got a local restaurant called Spin on Broadway, Hmm. who's going to collaborate with another restaurant that they they, um, do business with. And they're going to put together a gift basket as well of their product. And yeah, lots of different stuff from downtown and at Kitsilano. We also um, have some product coming from Lucky Babe, which is the store that just opened up in the sub. I don't know if you guys know where that is. I haven't and even heard of it. Thank really? you for like telling where me. The, where the outpost Yeah, was. where the outpost Oh, where the outpost used to be. Used yeah. to be so. I think they just opened up in January, and so we're working on a collaboration. And if you come out to Afrofest, you can, you know, win a chance to um, to have a 25% discount on uh, their products. So you should come out. And awesome. they'll also be giving some stuff for the auction, so... Great. What kind of stuff uh, does Lucky Babe uh, uh, specialize in? It's mostly clothing. like Mostly clothing? Yeah, mostly yes. clothing. Like Great. the clothing line was basically thought of to empower women. and nice. um Yeah. Lots of, that, lots of nice awesome. leggings. Yeah, leggings. <laughs> the leggings. <laughs> the leggings. <laughs> Especially, right, especially you know, Vancouver is a very legging-oriented yeah. city. <laughs> so <laughs> if you need an extra pair, you know, Afrofest is where you need to be. <laughs> That's great. So for anybody who's into music, dance, fashion, and also just getting some awesome stuff, potentially (laughs) for free or discounted or whatever, or and you just want to meet some cool people and get uh, your dance on, there will be dancing, right? Yeah, definitely. That's 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 what sells me about it already. (laughs) Um, Then you should come out to the Afrofest this Saturday at Hillel House. What time again will the whole festivities begin? Um, doors will open at 6.30 and uh, the festivities will end around 10 p.m. All right. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for uh, coming. Uh, to close things off, I'll play the song that uh, you're going to be performing, Ohi, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with some of your mates. Uh, the Shaolin Afronauts, uh, Kilimanjaro. This is the track. So enjoy.
Yuck Yucks for their amateur night on this January 28th. And we are interviewing a young up-and-comer, Goldie Hoffman. Goldie, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Goldie Hoffman. (laughs) (laughs) So, Goldie, I guess our primary question is, how did you get into comedy in the first place? Oh, man. You know, I should have an answer prepared for this, but I I don't. I know it's such a generic question. (laughs) But, um, actually, uh, well, I mean, I started, I came to Vancouver. I grew up in in Brooklyn and in Montreal, and I came here for theater school. So I'm also an actor. Yeah. And I guess I would say before doing stand-up, I was always comedic. I was that class clown um, getting, like, Goldie, shh, let someone else talk. I know. Um, and then, uh, as well, the same in theater school, I would always go to the comedy, and they're like, this is a serious Chekhov play. So were you that person in school who was always clowning around to make everyone laugh? Were you the person making fart noises under your armpits, or...? Actually, I did like whoopee cushions, yes. Whoopee cushions. I, I did enjoy those gags. Um, but I, I was that person, and I, I think I got away with it. And I think for two reasons. One, I was I was a girl. Usually the class clown is a guy. Yeah. Most of the, uh, I mean, most of the people that are in comedy right now are still men. Yes, How, it's a bit of a, can I say? Yeah, I guess it's not a story. It's a dick fest. Please welcome everyone, Goldie Hoffman! Um, but honestly, and this is the truth, but I, I think it's changing, but um, depends where you are. But yeah, the, the stand-up world is still very much, um, and we were just talking about this with other comments, it's still a straight jockey locker room. Yeah. That's, I would say, where it is. But it doesn't mean, it means there's a place for newcomers if you're, you're gay or you're female or you're you're, you know, something out of that. I think you can bring something new to the table, so it's actually a good place. You will encounter, though, a lot of that perspective because you heard it tonight. Like a lot of it is, even when they talk about gays, it's from the straight perspective. Like it's them, exactly. But we're not there. It's like, oh, the gays are great because, but but the the way they're even phrasing it, they don't even realize it is, but we're not. 
So yeah. do you do you find that as you were saying, as many men tonight use a lot of their experiences with women from a very heteronormative perspective, mm-hmm. you as a woman use a lot of your experiences with men in your comedy act as well? You know what? I do, and there's a weird, there's a lot of discussion, and apparently it's been happening for years, like with all the female comics before me. Um, there is a bit of a double standard that it's talked about, like guys can do dick jokes, but don't talk about your period, you know. Yeah. Um, you'll alienate half the audience. Um, <laughs> but, but women are not alienated when men talk about their, their uh, when straight men talk about their experiences. And the reality is, I, I would love to say I don't think about that, and I, I've, I've experimented with it. And if you'll note, even in my material, if you pull it up, what I do is I play with both. I'll say, this is me, but... And guys, you say this. I make sure to include both. And true, wouldn't it be great if I didn't have to? I'm fine doing both because I believe that we're all the same. Men and yeah. women, I, I object to this, like, guys are guys and girls are guys. I joke, I'm, I'm a girl with a, with a male 13-year-old brain <laughs> in some way. But that is there, and it's true, and I, I am sort of conscious of it. Well, as Brett mentioned, I'm also an actress. Woo! Some of you are giving me that wonderful uh, look of recognition. Thank you. Uh, yes. I was that girl who served you brunch on the weekend. <laughs> good times, right? We had good, like, what is your banter? He told me the favorite movie, and I said mine. We both pretend to be listening and caring. It's good. But seriously, I, I like being a fledgling actor and comedian. Um, because I learn a lot about myself. Sounds like a cliche, but uh, for instance, recently called out, uh, asked to come in for an audition for Jurex condoms. <laughs> Apparently some people need me and they think, contraception! <laughs> I'm not having a child turn into that foul mouth bitch. Talk <laughs> <laughs> <For> my children. <laughs> and the breakdown also said this. We're looking for girls who are attractive but not unattainable. <laughs> so in one way you're realizing that you do have to include that kind of female perspective just as the males are. And I have to yeah. include the men to get them exactly. on board, but they don't have to do that. They don't have to say, hey girls, we're gonna include you now. He could just tell his story and about his dick, and it's fine, he doesn't have to say, hey, um, by the way, women, the exact example is, but I, I, I guess I sort of, I do do that. But it's not just because of that. I, I'm trying to say we shouldn't do that. We should include everyone. You've been around the block now playing comedy everywhere. Um, how does the Vancouver scene compare to other places that you've played? What's different about Vancouver? Um, Vancouver is... <laughs> I, I love Vancouver, and uh, I lived there for a few years. Um, I'd say some of the stereotypes is true. Vancouver in general has, and I joke about it, has a bit of a clickiness reputation. But that's not just comedy. Um, that's in everything. And then people, I think, are more reserved or shy. You want to call it standoffishness. Um, and that's in the comedy scene, too. So in a weird way, I mean, even, for instance, when I went to L.A., I found it more, like, encouraging. And you'd think, oh, it'd be more in- harder to break in and... Um, and it, it was the opposite. So I think Vancouver can be a little like apprehensive, but but they, but there's still so much nights that uh, they have a lot of comedy. So if you just pursue pursue, you'll get it. 
but it can be a little deterring for those who aren't as, as aggressive. One of the things you joked about tonight, or alluded to a little bit, was um, having that conversation as a server with people who are asking, oh, what do you do? And, you, you know, trying to juggle that work, uh, work arts career balance, I guess you could say. Oh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> um, day job land. Um, yeah, it, it's tough, um, especially because, and, and this is, you know, true of anyone who's doing more than one scene. This is true of musicians. This is true of actors, comedians. You, for instance, me. I'm mainly juggling acting and and comedy. Well, I'll just give it to you straight. So there's acting is daytime generally. They shoot in the day or night, but the auditions are daytime. Comedy's night. Where am I supposed to put the day job? Where am I supposed so, so so if you don't have a safety net, you don't have rich parents bankrolling, which I don't, unfortunately. If any philanthropists are out there and want to fund, fund my don't wife, her like I said I'm always on the hunt for some rich platonic <laughs> philanthropists who'd like to fund my wife. Um, it it is hard. I, it's a nightmare. It's a, it's, it's, it's a series of getting jobs and quitting them and and I'm trying to keep on good terms you can come back basically what I'm saying is it's a nightmare who the fuck approved the design to put their clit outside the vagina (laughs) (laughs) who said yes approved looks great looks great to me (laughs) I mean think about it Adam and Eve right it says in Genesis and God felt Adam should not be alone and he should have a helper so he made Eve. That's very sweet. But what they didn't tell you is in the B-plot that Adam and Eve spent months arguing how to get her off. <laughs> He's not an idiot. No, no, no. All you non-religious people, don't, don't rag on Adam. I just found out where the clit was recently. <laughs> when Adam, he's Christian. He didn't have sex ed. He didn't have porn. That's how I learned everything. What do you think that Eve was so enamored with this apple? I think the apple represented a vibrating egg. If all of you think, that, no, no, don't be a biblical literalist. You don't know. You weren't there. <laughs> and on that biblical reinterpretation note, thank you. That's my time. It's a myth, this whole artist who has the day job and serves. And it's perpetuated by the media. But the reality is... Most of the successful artists and musicians, most, there's exceptions, don't quote me them, I know them, are uh, aristocracy. They're sons and daughters of producers, of actors, of someone. Um, Meaning, I don't even want to go to the point of, oh, well, they're not talented. There's some of that. But even when they are talented, the point is someone's handing their script to someone. Someone's saying, this is my kid's thing. And if you're not in that, it is harder. Um, so they have to juggle that. Does that breed more of an inclusive and supportive scene then among people that attend these amateur comedy nights here? Yeah, the, the, tonight is a pro-am night. I would say, yeah, we're all sort of, and you can hear some of the jokes, we're all sort of juggling that. Um, and, and I think that is something we all relate to. And as I said, I hope what... I mean, if you're not in comedy, we can all relate to that on some level. If you're, you know, if you're starting out musician or writer, we all sort of juggle those. I mean, students with your other projects, it's, it's crazy. 
And um, one last question, I guess, before we go. Yeah. Um, do you think the scene in Vancouver is very supportive of one another as well? Uh, they're saying that because I just I just made a cringing face just to say. Um, if you could see the facial expressions going around. Oh, uh, I really yeah. want to. I wanted to say it. Um, it's, it's not the most supportive. I'm just gonna say that. And, and I wish, and it can one time, and you know, and it will change. And it can change, but I think it's partly that. You know, Vancouver is, it's a city, but it's learning to be a big city, and I'm quoting this Romanian guy I once met. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's about a lot of small town people living the big city life, right? And it is true. People come from small towns, and I understand that. So they're a little guarded. They're a little apprehensive. And I understand it. It's a little protectionist. So they're at first like, hey, hey, but there is a sort of aspect of they can feel threatened or, oh, is he going to do, is that doing my material? Um, so there is supportiveness, but at the same time, it, it, it is highly competitive. Actually, what I would use, the, the Vancouver comedy scene, but it, and it's not just Vancouver, but I'm just going to talk about Vancouver. Um, there's a term they use in quote-unquote chick flicks called frenemies. And there's a bit of that, like, hey, hey, Goldie, what's up? Um, so you're doing a lot of nights, huh? Getting on clubs? I'm kind like, of well, getting I'm, in I'm on trying. what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing them. I'm trying to get nights. Um, some of them answer, some of them don't. I don't play the game, but they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. They're like ostensibly friendly, but there's an edge. There's an edge. Yeah, you can tell. But you can see it, and you got to laugh at it. Yeah. Goldie, how can people follow you? Yes. Um, you can follow me, um, and I love following me, on uh, Twitter, and I will follow you back uh, at, at the Ms. Goldie. So T H E M I Z Z Goldie, G O L D I E. On uh, Facebook, Goldie Hoffman. I have a page, or else we'll accept your friend requests. So there you go. And Goldie, do you have any upcoming shows in February that you'd like to tell us about? Um, I'm working on that, but it will be on my website or Twitter, but my website is GoldieHoffman.com. Oh, nice. GoldieHoffman.com. Thank you so much, Thank Goldie. Thank you so All much. Right. All right, you are tuned in to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, and we have two Dance Horizons executives to tell us about some events happening this weekend. Christine doubles up as one of our theater correspondents, and she's here to introduce Stephanie, another executive member of Dance Horizons. Take it away. Hello, everybody. It's nice to be on the show again. Stephanie, why don't you introduce yourself first and what you do at Dance Horizons? Hi, I'm Stephanie, and I'm an executive member with Dance Horizons, a club here at UBC. Tell us more about the club. Well, Dance Horizons is a studio-based dance club. We host dance classes through the week. We hire professional teachers to teach them, and we've got all sorts of styles, everything from ballet to hip-hop. 
Awesome. And how did you get first involved into Dance Horizons? Well, last year, I was a first year at UBC, and I've been dancing since I was nine. So I knew I needed a dance club, and when I was looking around, I loved what Dance Horizons had to offer, and I especially loved their performance teams, and I got involved in the contemporary company. And from there, I just got involved with everything with the club. That's great. And you talked about Dance Horizons teams. Um, how many Dance Horizons teams do is there on in Dance Horizons? They have two performance teams. We have Dance Horizons Crew, DHC, which is a hip-hop crew. And we have DH Co., the contemporary company. So I'm on the classical side, and I'm the captain of the contemporary company. And we have the hip-hop guys, too. Nice, nice. And for people who do want to come um, join Dance Horizons or check out our weekly classes, is there any way they can get more information on that? Of course they can. Check us out on Facebook. We have Dance Horizons. Look us up on Facebook. We also have a website, dancehorizons.org. You can find our class schedule. Come see us at any of our classes. You can talk to us about becoming a member which costs $30 for the whole year. And after that, all the classes cost only $4 each. Now, is that open only to UBC students? No, our classes are open to anyone. Any community member who wants to learn how to dance? Yes, anybody who's interested in dance. We have different levels. We've got beginner and intermediate levels for most of the classes. Cool. What's your favorite class going on this semester? Uh, I don't want to say contemporary because I'd be lame because I've said contemporary a few times already. But we've got a very cool jazz class on Mondays that I love. That sounds great. And I hear that we're going to be having an event this weekend on Saturday. Can you tell us a little bit more about what's going down? That we do. We have a hip-hop workshop. It is called Care to Dance. That is Care to the number and then dance. You can check it out on Facebook. We'll be upstairs in the sub from 1 p.m. to 3.30, there are two workshops. We're bringing in two guest choreographers to teach, both hip-hop. And you can pay $10 to go to one, or you can pay $15 and you get to go to both and learn some hip-hop choreography, different styles maybe you haven't learned before, different teachers that, te- that even teach from our classes. These are guests coming in just for this Saturday. What, what, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but what skill level um, should you be if you want to attend these workshops? These are open level workshops. So anybody can come in, beginners all the way up to advanced, anyone can benefit from the hip hop workshop, as long as you love to dance. That's great. And I hear this um, event is actually for a very specific cause. It is. It is a charity event. We are raising money for SOS Children's Village BC. This is an organization that supports foster children and helps them transition to and from foster homes. And just so everybody knows, for this event, we do have a Facebook page up um, entitled DH Presents colon Care to Dance. So for everybody who does want more information on the event and how they can sign up, please, please, please check out that event page. Okay, and Christine, you're, you're one of our correspondents, our theater correspondents, and you're also part of Dance Horizons. What is your favorite dance class? My favorite dance class has got to be the dance class on Wednesdays from 3 to 4. It's Ballet 1. Um, the beginner ballet class is a wonderful class that has 
um, that is specifically geared towards people who have never danced before and it gives a lot of fundamental um, technical skills for people who are looking to um, just kind of tread lightly into the dance community. It's very great to start with ballet. It's the basis of all the dance styles after that. Yeah, yeah. And Steph, as a final question, what's your favorite dance move to do at a uh, party? Well, of course, there's the shopping cart. Obviously, my favorite dance move to bust out. Um, If I've got enough space, I maybe like to show off a little bit and surprise everyone and just drop into the splits right in the middle of the dance floor. Impressive. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um, I am not much of a dancer myself, so I I don't have a favorite dance move at parties, but we could all go around and share our favorite (laughs) Her favorite dance move. I think that's a great idea. And this should definitely motivate some people in this room to come check out some dance classes. Drop-in is only $10. If you have a favorite dance move, don't be afraid to call 604-822-2487 and let us know. That is 604-822-CITR to share your favorite dance move. Jake, what's yours? Let's start with you, man. My favorite dance move. I, um... I, I just actually like to I it's um I kind of get on the on the balls of my feet. I get my keep my <laughs> knees my knees kind of loose and then I just move all of my limbs out kind of not like a jellyfish cuz you go in all kinds of directions, but you just you just move. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. That's fair, Rohit. Um I always go back to the robot um easy because you can be stiff and uh you don't have to look like you know what you're doing. Because most people who do the robot tend to not know what they're doing. So I, I'm going to say, yeah, the robot. That's my favorite one to go, go yeah. with. Yeah. I would definitely have to say that my favorite dance move is pretty simple. It's a plie, which is a fancy word for bending your knees. And I find <laughs> that you can do that to almost any beat and still look incredibly cool doing it. It's kind of like the sidestep. Yes. And if you are a beginner dancer and you do not know how to plie, then, of course, there's Wednesday Beginner Ballet open to people who have never danced before. Yes, and for all you hip-hop fanatics, please come check out our amazing Care to Dance event. It's for a great cause, SOS Children's Village, and we've got um, two amazing choreographers, Teddy Kim and Kyle Vicente, coming in to UBC. And check us out on Facebook at Connected with Dance Horizons because you can check out any of our events that we have coming up after that throughout the rest of the school year. And there was a, a website one more time. There's a Facebook event and there's also a... You can find us on Facebook and you can find us at dancehorizons.org. Awesome. Well, thanks for, thanks for coming in and telling us about these fantastic dance events. Great. Thanks for having us. Come down to the Hindenburg for CITR's Battle of the Bands, Shindig. Breaking news, Shindig 31 comes to a conclusion. For over 30 years, the Shindig finals have offered some of Vancouver's best local bands, great prizes, and the chance to become champions. Shindig 31 will come to its conclusion this Friday, February 6th at the Hindenburg. Experience. Extra planetary experiential beat jazz scheme milk. Fusion. 
duality, rock technique, still creek murder. The hunger and freshness of youth. Give me that feng shui. I just want some of that feng shui. So come out to the Hindenburg this Friday, February 6th. Bring your best formal wear and be a part of Shindig history. Uh -huh, baby girl, lay it down for me. Whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the UBC and Kitsilano area at Australian Boot Company, Banyan Books and Sound, The Bike Kitchen, The Cove, Dantry's Pub, Displace Hashery, Limelight Video, The Eatery, Fresh's Best Salsa, Gargoyle's Bar and Grill, Lotus Land Tattoo, Nuba Kitsilano, Prussian Music, Rufus's Guitar Shop, and the UBC Bookstore. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca. Liveband.com is Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. New shows are added daily by the city's most active promoters, musicians, and by the driving force of the music scene, the fans. Liveband.com's listings are different because they are integrated with profiles updated by bands and business owners as they promote upcoming events. Check out the archives to see how closely we've worked within the community to put on the shows you love. Visit LiveMusicVancouver.com for the latest independent and major label event listings. Liveband.com, Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. Welcome back to the Arts Report. And Christine, you're sticking around to tell us about um, something happening on campus this week. Yes, there is a opera that I am very, very excited about. It's called The Marriage of Figaro. Heard of it? Yes, it is going to, it's a comic opera. So you guys, everybody who's into comedy, you can be expect to be, expect to laugh throughout the uh, performance. Um, it's very unique because it'll be actually sung in Italian. And so for those of you guys who want to diversify your arts, arts, I guess, expertise, <laughs> come watch this play. And I think like the, the, everyone's first introduction to opera is just hearing like Figaro, Figaro. And w is that part of this opera? Is that, is that where it stems from? Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I do think that this is one of the classic operas that if you are looking to know more about opera or get 
or get into watching more opera shows, this is a good one to start off with. I it's mean, it's a staple. Yeah, it's definitely a staple. The composer is very famous. Uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Yes, um, he composed um, a good bulk of this of this ensemble. And the conductor and director for *The Marriage of Figaro* is our very own UBC Neil Varen and Nancy Hermiston. This is going to be the UBC Symphony Orchestra. Um, they do um, a couple of other performances throughout the school semester, and you might have seen some of their free shows that happen at the Chan Center. So um, be sure to keep your eye out on the tickets for uh, The Marriage of Figaro because it's going to be opening tomorrow at the Chan Center at 7.30 p.m. It'll be running all the way through to Monday, February 8th. So a short run, only three performances. Yeah, and one matinee. Um, so in order for you to get tickets, feel free to call the UBC Opera box office at 604-822-6725 or even just Google their website and you'll be able to buy tickets online. All right. And if opera is something that you want to get into, um, the Vancouver Opera, well, Vancouver Opera is offering um, a surprise seats program. And this is sponsored by Adara, a, um, a longtime supporter of Vancouver Opera. Um, Vancouver, BC, community can continuing its commitment to accessibility and community value. Vancouver Opera will be offering first-time opera goers. And a first-time opera goer is someone who has not seen an opera performance in the last five years. Um, the chance to save between 23 percent to 70 percent on their on their tickets and so it's the surprise seat program and the idea is you pay 50 dollars for your ticket um the ticket is going to be minimum worth 65 dollars and it could be worth up to 165 dollars so you don't know where you're going to seat or where you're going to sit but um you can get an awesome opera price ticket for 50 dollars and that is on until february 13th that's special cool and uh, why don't you tell us what's on at the Norm Theater? Really? Yeah, so um, here's some special movies on at the Norm Theater. Um, I like this one in particular, Adaptation. Uh, it's another meta treat from Charlie Kaufman and Spike Jones. Uh, the screenings are at 7 and 9.30. A really awesome film. I highly recommend that one. Uh, but also a movie that is up for the Oscar for Best Picture. Uh, this has been the talk of the town in the past few months in the film in the film world, Boyhood by Richard Linklater, uh, which is a sprawling epic chronicle of a boy learning about life and family and himself. Uh, it was filmed over a 12-year period, so it's one of the only films to ever do that. Uh, so definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's going to be one of... Probably one of the best films you see in the past year, at least. And if you're following the Oscars, I think we can announce now that two mm -hmm. weeks two weeks from now, we're going to be doing an Oscar special show where we're going to have a panel that we're putting together right now um, to talk about the Oscars, some of the films, and um, whether or not it's important to talk about the Oscars <laughs> or valuable at all. Exactly. Um, another thing coming up, uh, there is a... $50 Vancouver Opera ticket that may be worth $165 in uh, Vancouver Opera's Surprise Seats program sponsored by Adara. So if you are willing to uh, 
open your eyes to some opera at an affordable price. Uh, the Vancouver Opera is continuing its commitment and um, community value to accessibility. Uh, they will be offering for first-time opera goers and those returning for the first time in five years the chance to save between 23 and 70% compared to regular ticket prices through its Surprise Seats program. Uh, this enticing and fun initiative is made possible by a grant from Adara, a longtime supporter of Vancouver Opera, until February 13th. A discount so nice, we mentioned it twice. Now, <laughs> um, next week, or sorry, Thursday, The Road Forward, a First Nations theme on local history, uh, sorry, local history of protest and the missing Aboriginal women from the Highway of Tears in the downtown east side. But it's also a musical show of celebration. This is um, with the Push Festival, and it is February 5th to the 7th at the Colch. Go ahead. All right. Sorry, just... Uh navigating here um how about you go ahead jake because my my phone is giving me trouble (laughs) i I will do just that yeah february 5th uh to march 19th we have got an exhibition by fiona duffy at the craft council of bc entitled full filled Um, and the craft council of bc is on 1386 cartwright street on granville island there is an opening reception and artist talk february 5th all right i'm back now my phone I tamed it. (laughs) James Bond Live. Oh, I'm glad I got to do this one. James Bond Live is a new interactive comedy featuring the world's favorite spy in a show created by the Simpsons comic book writer and Canadian Comedy Award winner Ian Boothby, starring the critical hit shows Alan Morrison as the titular, titular Bond and featuring the fictional's comedy company's Barbara Beale, the gentleman heckler's Eric Fell, Vancouver Theatre Sports' Nick Harrison, as well as many more uh, well-known performers from the city's vibrant improv comedy scene. Costumes are highly encouraged. Now, and that last show, the James Bond one, it's um, it happens because, according to, to Canadian um, copyright regulations, I think something becomes public domain 50 years after the author's death, and yes. that has just happened for Bond. So, oh, wow. So I think that it's even uh, an official show because Bond is now available in, ca- in Canada. Um, also, we've got the at the Aiden Gallery, there is a show entitled Burst, opening reception this Friday at uh, from 7 till 11, uh, featuring the art of Ted Muntz, Mark George, Todd Pierce, Nick Gregson, and music by DJ Calvalo Rosso. And there is an after party um, at Fortune Sound Club. Um, and just lastly, February 6th um, at the... Uh, it's Cinematheque. There are, uh, there's a retrospective of the Taiwanese master director, Ho Sao Sen. Um, and this is a rare opportunity to experience a body of work um, revered for its humanism, complexity, and completative beauty, um, all shown on the original 35mm prints. Um, thank you for, for tuning in to the Arts Report this week. And next up we have um, the Arts on Air. And Arts on Air, this next show, um, about the show, from the Chan Center to Frederick Wood Theatre. UBC is a hub for arts and culture, but many people are unaware of the events being hosted on the north end of the campus. This week, Deb Pickman, the new marketing ad communications manager for Arts and Culture District, tells Ira Nadell about how she plans on making UBC a destination for arts lovers. Thanks very much for tuning in, and stay tuned for Arts on Air.
Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do